Hey man, you there? Bring up the phone. Yo, what's good? How's it going, man? Hey, it's Will. Calm back. Hey, it's a good time. Welcome, 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 welcome to the catch-up con Noah E. Will. Hola. Hey, Will. How's it hanging, my guy? Yo estoy, Guillermo. Thank you for asking. <laughs> hmm, okay. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Doing not too bad, not too bad. Um, ha- Worked from home yesterday. That was nice. Nice. Why? Uh, It snowed a lot. Oh, yeah. But now it's almost all gone. Weather. It did not snow down here. Weather. Yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely the best thing we could be talking about. <laughs> um, I'm running a 5K on Sunday, so that's nice. fun. Don't know if I'm ready, but we'll find out. Picks or it didn't happen. Oh, I'll take my pick. I think there's a bagel spread at the end, so that's, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. You know I rep those bagels. We've hit on our, our bagel quota. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know how they are. I bet they're bad. Nothing like bagels that have been out in the cold for three hours. I was going to say, unless someone, like a very good bakery, sponsors it and like knows their shit about presenting their bagels, they they will be bad. They'll probably be bad bagels from a bad, like a bad bagel. Bad bagels. Bad bagels that have been sitting out. I bet they're like Thomas, wrapped, pre-made. Yeah. That's just an absolute, it's absolutely offensive. Today's show is sponsored by Thomas Bagels. Um, what's up, man? How's it going there? Chilling. I'm good. Yeah? Um, I believe that uh, you had said we would do a, do a shot at the beginning of the show, so I've got I've got some booze here. Okay, I, I too have a shot. What are you shotting? Um, well, so having a shot is kind of a, using a liberal definition of shot, um, I don't really have shot glasses. I did, but then, well, my roommate did, then he moved away. So I just have this bottle of Jameson. I'm just going to take a sip of it. Uh, I'm using a shot glass with MTV on it. Um, can I guess that you're drinking silver tequila? No, close. I, it's just vodka. Oh, <laughs> and by close, same. I mean it's just another liquor. It's just another clear liquor. Yeah. Um, my upstate family, who I adore, I just thought of this. Uh, they're real. They're one real, just collective character flaws that they say Jamesons. <laughs> it's just Jameson vodka. There's no, there's no possessive there. That's like people who say Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, do you know true. what the right pronunciation is? Barnes and Noble. Yeah, Nobles is not plural. Yeah. No. Yeah. I also I think that it can be really funny to like make a really classy restaurant sound really shitty by adding a. Uh, uh, like an apostrophe S, like per se, like, oh, go down to per se's. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm heading on down to Nobu's. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I could, my also, I feel like everyone says Target to make Target fancier. Yeah, but actually you're just basic because everyone says that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Well, I think it's like semi-ironic. Semi-erotic? Ironic? Oh, ironic. I heard erotic. No. You've, you have, you've never been to the right parts of Target, I guess. Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> um, cheers. Okay, so should we do this? Yeah, cheers. Clink. Clink. Oh, I have nothing to chase with. Oh, fuck. Down, down the, down, down the hatch. Ugh, yuck. Oh, down, okay. <gasps> <laughs> I had nothing to chase it with. <laughs> holding your nose oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my diamond <laughs> yak on air <laughs> um 
uh, but why why are we drinking? Why, why are we doing this? To numb the pain. Well, besides numbing the pain, we don't have to work anymore. Oh, hooray! Our, me, our jobs our jobs are done. Let me text my boss and say I quit. No, I mean this job, the podcast job. Yeah, oh, please, if you've texted your boss, that, I assume no liability for I that. just texted her. I said I quit. Uh, no, so uh, basically what's going on is that uh, I built an AI to do the podcast for us. Um, that is over, insane. Yeah, so I mean over the past month, I've been kind of experimenting with some language stuff when it comes to like computers and computer science and uh i basically made a thing that'll take in all of the audio we've ever created figure out what it says and then it'll just make sentences for us perfect that sounds incredible yeah um so i thought i I thought we could read some please do this will, I mean, yeah, maybe we're not totally done, but like I thought that maybe this can, you know, we're not replacing our job, but we're augmenting our job. That's the narrative that uh, all the people working on AI want you to think. So it's true. We um, still have to read it. So we're still doing some of the work. Yeah. Just a brief, um, brief technical rundown for some of our more technical listeners. Um, this used the Google Cloud API, uh, the Google Cloud Speech API to transcribe things. And then um, I used a library that creates. Uh, like three length Markov chains to uh, to generate random sentences from that Markov chain model. What does that make sense, Noah? No. So um, that's that's a great segue. Uh, actually, real quick, I did show this to some data scientists at my work, and they said that's very cool for two thousand and one. First of oh! all, fuck you guys. Whoa! Second of all, I'm working on the LTSM model as well for next time. Uh, Holy fuck you. Shit. I, I know what's coming. Um, Damn. Uh, but uh, that you saying that that none of that made sense is actually a great great segue into the first sentence. Um, I generated a thousand random sentences, and uh, and we're gonna read them all. <laughs> and we're gonna read them all. No, I mean like understandably, maybe not that understandably, but like you know, a lot of them don't make any sense because it's just like quasi random words strung together. Right. Um, but a lot of them do make sense, and how that thing works, it's actually not complicated. So like. Markov chain, that thing that I was talking about, if there are five words in a row, it'll say, okay, here are the first two words. I'm going to keep those in my, in my memory. Here's a third word. Oh, I'm not doing this well. <laughs> How the Markov chain works is it just says, okay, given two words or three words, what's the most likely next word to come? Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Yeah. So if you do that once and then you kind of shift over and say, okay, from these next two words, what's the next one? From these next two words, what's the next one? It can continuously create a sentence up to the length that you want. And you'll actually recognize, like I think we know our corpus of work pretty well, you'll recognize why certain words are coming after certain other ones. Okay, um, all right. But it was funny that you said uh, you didn't know what those meant. So the first one, I generated a thousand, took out a lot of the noise, and, and I have some of the best ones on air today. The first one that I ever read was, Okay, so, so, I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> that was the first one ever. I, I, I could see myself saying that on air. Uh, yeah, so moving right along. Uh, so I went ahead and made up my own quote. I think you will know why the significance. <laughs> I can give you a phrase and you tell me I don't know. <laughs> Everyone on Yelp told me it was all set up tomorrow. When I slam my head on the desk of my work. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is crazy. Injections of sincerity. That's why I need to go up, man. This, the eclipse that's coming. 
Here's a better one. Hey, Broski, good catching up with you. Yeah, you too. Good luck with some part of me trying to articulate the toxicity of you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure she's very nice. Haha, ha, I know we shouldn't think about it. <laughs> How did it pick up on haha? Ha? So it's very, it picks up on crazy shit. Like, uh, like percent and like eight, like it, it, there's one that says like middle aged and one says like two thousands, like it picks it up really well. Um, wow. I'll say like what it, you know, a lot of it just has to do with like the audio quality. Like you'll hear some remnants of the outro song because like it actually has heard the outro song a lot of times. So it's like more likely to draw on that in the corpus. Cause there's like multiple instances of it, right. but it's the outro song is there's background lyrics Right. So we as humans can distinguish really well between background lyrics and kind of foreground voiceover, but it can't. So like the lyrics, like basically that string of words is really messed up. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it catches up on stuff. You can also provide it like domain specific stuff. So for example, the ketchup is in here all the time, but it's ketchup, like the condiment. If I had supplied it and said like one of these domain specific words is catch up, then it would have transcribed that better. Oh, interesting. But I'll say like, this is, I don't know, a lot of the programming that I do is, like, really hacky, like, local shit. This is, like, sending it out to Google, who has, like, all the power of, like, all the very smart machine learning experts to do this stuff, and then just giving it back to me. So the transcription stuff, I didn't do at all. That means that now somewhere in Google's database, they're holding all our audio files, all our information. Uh, yes and no. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> they're holding the files because I post them there but they're they have no reason to keep all of this like that like they're doing billions of requests like a day i don't know man i just got a cease and desist of what <laughs> what cease and desist do uh, want? i, I cease. paid for this <laughs> i'm a customer <laughs> and how do they know that you're a part of this because my name kept coming up in the transcription it's true your, your name is in here a lot actually that's one thing i should have done is just on word counts um Oh, man, I can't imagine how many times we've said no and well. A lot, yeah. I would remove all the, like, thes and us and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why would have never, ever thought of that? Because I just saw a meme that was. <laughs> Some of these get kind of profound. Um, she told me not to fall too hard for her, and it wasn't her I was speaking to. Oh. Um, this one I actually sent you last night because it was so good. Welcome back to the ketchup. So this thing happens to me and we would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally our podcast. Th that <laughs> is the podcast. <laughs> Distilled down to a sentence. Some of these just make no sense. Terrible for salmon and steelhead. The pieces are attached with a piece of trash like it was just like road rash itchy. Terrible for salmon and steelhead. That's the Amazon review. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. So I'm saying you can like pick out where some things came from. Like salmon, there's no word. Okay, so it looks at four salmon and it says, okay, what are all the words that could happen after four salmon? And what are the relative probabilities of those words? Then I'll select one of those words based on their relative probabilities. Well, it looks at four salmon and it says, okay, this has only ever happened once. And the next word was and. So the next word has to be and. Wow. But then after and, it looks at salmon and, and it says, okay, after salmon and, there was that only ever happened once also, so it's steelhead. After steelhead, it was the, but then after the, it can go crazy, so it just went pieces, and then after pieces, it went, you know what I mean? It just went from there. Yeah, thank God they weren't trying to transcribe my fish podcast that I do. They would never have been 
A lot of I know, I know. A lot of mentions uh, it, of salmon. Also, I set a parameter that will actually reject any sentence that's that's just a straight up copy of something that we've said. Because like it's actually relatively likely that it would just say what we say. Right. Right. Like one in twenty times. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it takes an hour to write a podcast. <laughs> Meme, meme, meme status it's just like fuck econ oh. i would like this wait i would like this it is pretty fucking horrible oh yeah uh we'll do some longer ones so i had like some set to 140 characters and some set unlimited um yeah super simple answer for that the best time you sweat it through your shirt for me i give this eight sessions of couples therapy <laughs> <laughs> injections of sincerity that's why it's why i need to have you i don't know where this injections of sincerity thing came from but it came up a lot huh all that said i got to be confesse <laughs> let's let's think about it where did that come from maybe we were like describing i mean i could should something? i look right now yeah yeah i can actually yeah i, I didn't even really think of that uh sincerity it's weird because we've done like so many episodes now but you hear a sentence and you're like, oh, that was from that exact episode. Like, I don't remember yeah. the episodes really, but when I hear something, I can definitely remember the context. All right, let's see here. But not this. I don't know what the fuck this is about. You toggle Socrat. Oh, here we go. Kind of anti-irony position. Oh, oh, we were talking about... So it's about David Foster Wallace and how the office is good. We're... Oh. It, we were talking about American Vandal and like how we like things that are. Oh, basically yeah. we love irony, but then they have these inj- injections of sincerity that make it a good show, and that's why you like The Office. Wow, that was so uh, recent. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, same. So this was trained on the last ten, um, the last ten episodes. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. <sighs> yeah, I'll do the next one. Thanks. What do you think? I'm going to go a damn Daniel. <laughs> Oh, this is so funny. Here's my story. It's sad and true about a girl in the early 2000s. <laughs> so that was your song. Yeah. Wow. I could update that song with those lyrics. You could. You could. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back. So this is another thing that I just want to do in season four. Would it be weird to say no on air? <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by African War. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want more. I really do. What? Yeah. African War. That must have been we were talking about books. I guess. Damn, you need to fuck him better way to bring this podcast to a screeching halt. (laughs) Talk about it when you film fornication. That one's really weird. Yeah, will you try? Give me three bands and I'll tell you that much. What is Champagne Supernova by Oasis? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell do we talk about on this show? I don't know. I think it's clear that maybe I was optimistic that this could totally replace us. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could try these saying these things and like, I don't know. I don't think they really capture my essence, you know? There's a lot of like intonations I do with my voice. Um, yeah. I don't think the AI gets bored and starts going on Facebook when you talk. Yeah, yeah. The AI definitely doesn't like make plans to leave um, as soon as it's done. To get to a show. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to talk about it. I don't have a cell phone. You really need to buy crack. Where do you go? <laughs> I remember the crack thing. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> Market size drifted down to the center of the collarbone. 
hey man, you there. Welcome to the catch up now. We are doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> okay, that's really a distillation of our, of our show. Uh, this is a great one. One dollar, one dollar. And I feel like a lot of pressure. You're asking me to lift this segment up from underground. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you call your best friend of the show, Kanye Champagne. <laughs> Um, so I also, I blocked a few out that were particularly poetic. So like, especially with the short ones, like the hundred character ones. Uh-huh. So this, this is one, two, three, four, five, six that were, that I thought together were somewhat poetic. I like Halloween and want it. And I shiver in the winter. I'm going to, I'm going to go by myself. I have to believe that I believe like what happened to me or someone in earshot. Good luck. This next one is my last one for you. My last one for you. How, how many were you going through to throw them in the regular mix? Whoa. Kind of weird. That last one for you is like, you were clearly, we were doing a quiz or something, but that that's a whole other connotation oh, yeah. there. It gets kind of weird. Uh, my friend Mike said that we should make poetry and apply to MFA programs. <laughs> <laughs> how, how fucking BuzzFeed would that have been? Oh my God. I think we should do it. Yeah, or like just like submit it to random poetry blogs. Oh yeah, that would be so deep. It would be. I'm ve- I'm impressed that you did all this work. Very impressed. Thank you. So I happen to, in all honesty, I the two parts of this, which one was the transcription API part, and then one was the Markov chain part. I was working on both of these for separate projects, and just saw the opportunity to glue them together for this. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's what we got. Huh. Uh, let's see if I have one more here. To, to, to. You have any about off. going to a break? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm so glad that I just scrolled into this. I'm trying to get us to this commercial. <laughs> I think on that note, we'll call it. We should use that every time. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Today's episode is brought to you by the perfect 11-inch barbecue nonstick flip pan. Only $13.91 on QVC.com. Your barbecue won't stick. That's a Noah guarantee. Today marks the beginning of a courageous new mini-series about the lives of our staff here at The Ketchup. Our first episode is brought to you today by Noah Shower. If you drive long enough down Washington, D.C. lane, the road that leads in and out of Washington, D.C., you start to see the same things time and time again. A house that's white, some American flags, a guy standing and saluting you, all the regulars. But just when you think your drive couldn't get any more boring, you see it. A shining beacon in the distance, a glimmer of hope coming at you fast, a glint off of a light from a bike handlebars. You stop short as not to hit him with your car because you get the feeling he's been through something like that before. And there before you, you meet the man you've come to town to see, Will R. Will R. was born in a modest white privileged family in Park Slope. Subsiding off of nothing but bacon, egg, and cheeses for the first 12 years of his life, the young boy found out how to hustle. In fact, Sources say they once found him buying the ice cream wholesale from local shop Uncle Louis G's, where he later worked, and selling it to his family and friends as deconstructed cream. The boy didn't own a freezer, so everything melted. But it was something about that smile. 
Something that said, I'm too exhausted to argue his many, many points, so I'm just going to buy this. It worked. Will got a taste of the hustle and never looked back. There were some bad years, but they were off the record, and as a reporter, I hold myself to the highest moral regard, so I won't say why he never finished high school in New York City. Back in D.C., Will greets me with a skirt and a pat on the back. I used to think him and I had a special language that we learned in college, but it turns out that's literally how he talks to everyone. Speaking of college, that's where Will truly blossomed into a man. Entering SUNY New Paltz with the hairstyle most hairdressers would describe as bad, Will came into his own. Graduating in half a year with a 6.4 GPA, Will described himself as an average, everyday guy who didn't give a fuck about what most people thought, except everyone. From there, it was on to 15 jobs in 6 months in 25 different locations. His impeccable work ethic got him tons of accolades from his friends, family, co-workers, and bosses. Well, some of his bosses. But yet, he hungered for more. When Will speaks, he, he doesn't look at you. He's always looking past you, scanning around you. When I ask him why, he says, you never know where the next job opportunity may lay. In fact, during my stay with him, I saw Will run up to three different people and give them his resume, which he always seemed to pull out of nowhere. It's this drive, this endless drive that endears me to him and also scares me and makes me want to knock him down a few pegs, which I am known to do. When asked to comment on Will's drive, his mother Marge said this, I am so proud of Will. I attribute much of his success to my relentless, metaphorical ass-whipping and tough love. Plus, he is a genius. And his sister Claire, who didn't really grasp that I was trying to write a hit piece on Will and ruin his entire career, had this essay to say. Being six years older than Will, I regret not knowing him better as a small child, because I just know he had to have been amazing. I wish I could go back to my lip-smacker, choker-wearing 12-year-old self and tell her to hang out with him more, to be interested in his toys, to read him more, that it wasn't just babysitting more. To read to him more, that it wasn't just babysitting. Before I knew it, I moved away for 10 years to undergrad and grad school, and I feel like I missed so much of his life. But the only reason I'm not devastated to admit that is because, thankfully, somewhere along the way, he became one of my best friends. We're so much alike. He's just one of my favorite people. And I forget that he's younger than me because of everything he's been through and achieved. Gross. This is making me teary-eyed on the subway. I love that little fucker. At long last, our trip has come to an end. I have to hop in the car and head back to boring old gentrified Brooklyn. But first, Will grabs my shoulder and says this, what will end up being the last words he ever says to me because he's off to Albania tomorrow to start six more jobs and then move somewhere else. Yo, check out this meme. Check out this meme indeed. Godspeed, Will. I didn't have that many jobs. <laughs> and all of my bosses like me. And I don't, I don't like give my resume to people. Who are you? <laughs> Fuck you. 
<laughs> I've seen you do it every time I'm with you. I always, I always do. You know, that's what I do. It's like some people have their little pocket constitution. I have my pocket CV. <laughs> Fuck you. You go up to somebody and go, hi, Will, how are you? Here's my hey, resume. how are you? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could do a business card, but I see a resume every time. My... My my line is always like, oh man, I must have forgotten my business cards. When like I just I have no idea where those things even are. So, so. <laughs> I have all your business cards. You've given them all out yeah. to me. Am I going to Albania? I haven't really checked my calendar for next week yet. Yeah, I saw it on there next nice, week. Nice, nice. But only for a week until you get another job. Nice. Yeah, I, I am just the jobsman. <laughs> yeah, will jobs. You're all working, man. <laughs> I have fifteen jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you graduated college in half a year. Half a year, yeah. With good. a 6.4 GPA. Yeah. What's so funny is that, like, I admit that my hair was really bad when I got to undergrad, but somehow I'm still, I'm, I'm moving back towards it. I want it again. <laughs> I want that shaggy bowl again. No, don't do it. I was pulling ass like crazy the first <laughs> month of college. Yo, we're good. I think it was the hair-glasses combo. You have better glasses now, so maybe maybe you can grow it out. Also, I think... When I look good, I look regular. Like, I'm not, like, super attractive. I don't, like, stand out. That's fine, out. though. But I think, I think I'm more no- – no, I know that that's fine. That's fine if you want to be fucking, like, average-ass Manila envelope-looking-ass <laughs> dude. I'm saying I think people are actually more attracted to me when I look horrible because they're like, man, that guy looks really bad but is really confident and interested <laughs> in him. And they realize my personality's fine and they like me. Okay. So are you going to do a whole revamp? I don't know, man. I'm too lazy to really care too much, but, like, I'm kind of trying to look bad. Yeah. I've been trying to switch my glasses and I, I keep running into indecision. Yeah. Anyway, that's our episode. Yeah. It was good chatting with you, Briv. It's great chatting with you. Um, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I, I didn't have anything to say after that, but I said it like I did. Well, as we always say, forget you your life. You love your mom. Smell good. Uh, those really fucked up the AI, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure. It sounds like AI sentences. It does, it does. Um, real quick, heads or tails? Tails. Heads, episode ends. The catch-up is Will R. and Noah Shore, with executive production by Noah Shore. Our intro music is by Headlong Snipers, and our outro music is by Skirt. Thanks to our sponsor, the paperclip from Microsoft Office. Mwah.